the property pod 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 welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hi there and welcome to the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast we are looking at a landmark development in rosebank on this week's podcast a development that is changing the face of the area and extending this trendy node in Johannesburg. My name is Suryan Naidu and on the Property Pod show we gain insider insights from leading executives and less developers and entrepreneurs in SA's expansive property industry. Rosebank is on the rise and about 5 years ago we had a story about how the area has garnered the highest office rentals in the country according to Sapoa at the time one of the developments that have bolstered the note is the multi-billion rand Oxford Parks mixed-use property project being led by unlisted property developer and investor Interprop Andre Khos the managing director of Interprop is in studio to give us an update on the development and why the node seems to be hot property currently welcome to the property pod Andre Thanks Ren thanks for having me. The last time we spoke believe it or not was back in September 2019 when I did a story on a development there that was pre-covid and things were steaming along at Oxford Park's development site with the launch of the Radisson Red Hotel and that was a launch of construction at the time. That's now opened and Rosebank is clearly on the rise. Where is the overall Oxford Parks project sitting at the moment development wise can you perhaps give us a, a update on where things stand Yeah I think it's it's going really well we've developed approximately 55000 square meters already uh, that's completed it's about 25% of the bulk that we own uh, the full extent of Oxford Parks can go up to 350000 square meters it's obviously demand driven to a large extent and you're right i think rosebank's been very good over the last few years there's a couple of reasons for that i think the arrival of standard bank uh, the head office a few years ago and also the departure of sesol made a significant impact on rosebank although it's sad to lose sesol to santon uh, it gave the landlords in rosebank an opportunity to redevelop and that gave rosebank a lot of energy at the same time i think oxford parks is capitalizing on the energy of rosebank and vice versa that's good to hear and how much has been invested thus far in terms of that overall development and what can we expect perhaps maybe 10 years down the line or when the development is complete about the catalytic nature of this development so far we've as i said developed about 55000 square meters that's probably just short of 2 billion rand we've sold the hotel So the hotel is not an asset that we would like to keep in our portfolio so on completion we sold it to RDC property fund okay and we've also sold one smaller um, office development to the the tenants so i think but overall it's probably just short of 2 billion rand if we develop the bulk that we own at the moment would probably be between 6 and 8 billion rand depending on what we're going to be developing there mm. and there's obviously some uncertainty there and the market will dictate to a large extent what what we're going to be doing there well it's something to look forward to because a lot of that property was older residential and it's all been consolidated into a precinct of the future as uh, as it were yeah i think um, you know when areas become ripe for development opportunities normally it goes uh, soft first 
and it sometimes takes a little bit of time before the development starts. So I think what we've done there is obviously a huge improvement to what it, what it was. Mm. Uh, some of those properties were really old, 60, 70 years old. Uh, and quite derelict, uh, many of them. So, um, and that, that's quite a long process, you know, to do the land assembly, do the, do the rezonings, getting the precinct plan ready. Uh, that takes a bit of time. And in that process, you know, the, the area goes soft. Well, it's good to hear. I know the market's tough at the moment, but what's the next big thing at Oxford Parks, considering, as you mentioned, a few phases uh, have been uh, rolled out and it's operational? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it might come as a surprise, but the office market uh, in this particular area is actually quite buoyant. Okay. We are doing B-grade offices. Uh, We focus on green star ratings. As you know, ESG is quite an important aspect to corporate South Africa. And I think we can actually provide a product that's not readily available in the market. So it might be smaller scale, but it's B-grade offices, is, as I said, in high demand. And, and we continue to see healthy demand for that. Uh, some of those entities are scaling down. They're coming out of bigger space into smaller space. But they're also changing the nature of how they operate. They're making the office space more attractive to the employees. Uh, also to try and get in, entice them back into the office after COVID. And so there's always opportunity, and and we and we continue to see uh, good demand. So I think for the for the immediate future, we will continue uh, developing offices. We've broken ground at the end of last year on two new office buildings of about fifteen thousand square meters in total. Uh, but what we would like to see as well is uh, some residential, uh, maybe a small retail center, and we're also exploring medical facilities. That's obviously a different process and a little bit more difficult to achieve that. But we really want to get the mixed-use concept going and not only have corporate offices. Just for some context, can you give us a little bit of background of how this precinct came into being, into this multi-billion rand project? As I mentioned earlier, it's extended the Rosebank node a bit. Yeah, it was conceptualized in 2005 already. Wow, Um, that's a long time ago. Yes, and Interprop was the developers of the Ilova Boulevard, which at the time was very successful. I think it was fully let, and the likes of Weber Wenzel uh, needed to expand. We obviously identified the opportunity, and you know, if you look at it on a map, linking Rosebank to the Ilova Boulevard was a no-brainer. So we started land assembly on the northern side, which is on the Ilova Boulevard side, thinking that you know, within a couple of years we'll be able to extend the Ilova Boulevard but we were underestimating how long these processes take. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, the Lava Boulevard lost out on where we went, so they had to move to Santon. I think against their will, I think they liked the, the area. And since then, you know, the, you follow a process. You, you create a precinct plan, uh, you, you start a land assembly, and, and you, there's a lot of policy uh, that needs to change as well. We had a lot of support from council. Council eventually uh, approved a precinct plan officially, uh, in 2014. Uh, our first rezonings came through in 2017 and we started developing immediately. In that process, the dynamics also changed a lot. Where the mm. demand was on the northern side, on the Alava Boulevard side, during that process, we saw Gautrain arriving and that changed the dynamics <laughs> and the demand shifted to the southern side, closer to Rosebank. And that's where we started our development. Some nice insight there. You highlighted uh, the move of Sassol, but this is a mixed-use 
precinct by yourself or by Interprop. Can you highlight uh, the mix? I suppose residential is yet to come in a, in a more significant way, but some of the major tenants and those that have HQs, etc. you talked about healthcare. I know that one of them is uh, GSA listed Life Healthcare that has its uh, head office in that precinct. Yes, we're lucky to have a Life Healthcare head office there. We also have BP Southern Africa. Uh, we have a division of Anglo-American. Uh, we have Sony uh, Music and Sony Publishing. Um, we have IHS Towers, which is a NASDAQ-listed entity yes. that bought the MTN Towers recently. Metier Private Equity, Boston Consulting Group, PPC's head office is, is, is relocated there in September last year. So we are very fortunate to have um, a high-quality tenant mix. And you know, not, not all of them are large corporations utilizing tens of thousands of square meters. Uh, they might be smaller, but they are of uh, top quality. Definitely. Some of the names that you mentioned, I didn't realize PPC also had the head office there. Uh, just for further insight, Interprop, the developers and major investors in the project, who are your other partners and investors? You know, as any small developer, we need capital from time to time. And uh, we developed uh, an office building for R&B Corvest uh, in the Elova Boulevard in, I think it must have been 2012 or 2011. And we had a good experience. We actually did a, a joint venture with, uh, development with R&B Corvest. And they said to us, if we ever we wanted equity partners, we must talk to them. <laughs> which we did, and in 2015, they invested some money into the project, uh, and at the moment, they own 35% in a combination between RMB Corvest and also the original founders of Corvest. And the balance, 65%, is owned by Interprop. Turning to that hotel component that you said that was sold after it was developed, the launch that I attended was in September 2019, and we know what came in 2020, even though it's called COVID-19. Radisson Red Hotel opening in the midst of COVID, but how's it doing now with COVID over, especially with, um, you know, people think that it's totally hotels have turned around, but just down the road, I believe the Hyatt is still closed and you have the likes of uh, hotels in other cities like the Hilton in Durban near the ICC there that still hasn't opened. Yeah, it's a pity that the Hyatt is closed. I think it's it will be good for the bigger area if the Hyatt opens. When that will open, we, we're not sure. I think the Radisson Red might be the beneficiary of the fact that it's closed, but in some way, it, it's also not really benefiting from it uh, because it's not a five-star hotel, uh, which the Hyatt is, mm. and, and we, we're lacking that component in the bigger area. Uh, and some of our tenants, um, you know, they, they receive international guests and they would like to put them into five-star accommodation, which is not really available. Um, the Radisson Red quality is absolutely fantastic, um, but it's not a five-star mm. hotel. It's only a four-star. It is trading very well. Um, even immediately after COVID, it was, it was trading well. It exceeded their forecasts in the first year. And they are, I know for a fact that they would love to increase their room rates a little bit. <laughs> uh, but in terms of occupancy, I believe that they're trading uh, between 72 and about 90% wow. occupancy. Uh, which is good. And then on the food and beverage side, they're also doing well. And they're probably benefiting from the sad news of the closure. I don't know if it's reopened, but that Southern Sun in uh, Rosebank and that issue after the hailstorm uh, late last year. I know you highlighted it a little bit, but what would you say is behind the popularity of Rosebank as a commercial shopping and leisure node in Johannesburg? 
Because you've added to that, um, I actually was at an Anglo function, year-end function, a media year-end in, in Oxford Parks uh, in December last year. Yeah, I think, you know, we've always liked Rosebank and, and what it offers. And I think in terms of, you know, the structural design, uh, you can call it the town planning design of Rosebank is significantly different to other areas like Santon. It's got smaller city blocks, smaller roads, easier to cross those roads. Um, in addition to that, it also has pedestrian servitude cutting through the middle of those blocks. So it makes it very pedestrian friendly. Uh, when we conceptualized Oxford Parks, we said that, that we like that, we like that concept, and we pulled that through into our thinking as well. So we are also building new roads, creating smaller city blocks, and then we're carrying on with the pedestrian servitudes that takes you through the, the individual buildings. Mm. And, we, and we try to make those public spaces as friendly as possible with benching and landscaping um, and so on and so forth. And I think that is also a human scale. You know, our buildings are not 20 stories high. It is a human scale, and people just love it. You know, if they walk through it, it creates an environment that's very welcoming, very relaxing. Um, and I think our retail is the beneficiary of that. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, before we started the conversation, I was chatting to you about how good that area looks with the trees and pedestrianized nature of the streetscapes there. Andre, to conclude, how big, for some insight into the Interprop business, how big is Interprop's business and what are some of its other projects outside uh, the Oxford Parks development? At the moment, Oxford Parks is our main focus. Uh, it will probably remain our main focus for the next 18 to 24 months. We are starting to look at other opportunities. In the recent years, we've done a lot of industrial developments. We built up a, a nice portfolio, which we sold to Equites Property Fund shortly after they listed uh, which has been good for us. But typically, we don't have aspirations to grow the business into a large business. I think the the success of a developer lies in its focus. And you need a small, highly skilled team of executives to, to do these complex developments. Andre, I appreciate your time today. That was Andre Host, the Managing Director of Interprop, which is leading the Oxford Parks development in Rosebank. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod.